Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of Is This Place Haunted? And if you're wondering whether Marge Simpson has replaced me, she hasn't. Eh? <laughs> Just a bit under the weather. But we've got quite a cool episode coming up. Lauren's researched a town called Pluckley, which I don't know anything about. Yeah. So well, I actually, we actually mentioned it, mentioned it in an earlier episode. In fact, the first episode, do you remember we were speaking about mm-hmm. that amazing ghost tape, the Richard O'Brien one? <laughs> well, I have been dying to visit Pluckley since then. And honestly, having done my research, I would live there. Would you? Oh, yeah. It's pure leafy and gorge. Oh, is it quite like folklore Well, kind of, Well, not really. It's more kind of like, I'll get into it when we get into the episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's beautiful. It's like this little like village. It's just yeah, it's cute. I'll get to it later on though. Mm. Anyway, well, you had you had an eventful night. I did. I was um underground in the vaults in Edinburgh last night. Um, I've been on that tour quite a few times, but it's called the Extreme Paranormal Tour. And the tour guide, like generally, they are quite extra, like because they're actors, and they definitely like put a lot into the thespian role, you know. Um, but the guy that last time that we went with was quite serious which I think made us more scared but the guy last night was a lot more like funny and definitely took the piss out of us um, quite a lot so and then my friend ended up shouting on me so he learned my name so he kept like making jokes but um, no it was really good we never got any spooky photos but I put a photo up of the last time I went on our Instagram which is at Is This Place Only podcast, of me and my friend went on this tour and we took that photo at the exact same time. Like we looked at our phone cameras and it was taken at 22.02, both at the same time. And my photo is clear. And then her photo has this like big hooded figure in the corner. It's weird. It's It's so weird. weird. It's so weird. And we had quite weird things happen last time. Like I think I told you, Lauren, about like how I felt somebody kind of touching my hair. Or like slightly oh, yeah. last time, and we didn't think much of it. But until my friend was like, "Oh, I felt someone touch my hair," and I was like, "Oh no, me too." Like I felt it. And then on this tour, they were like, "Oh, there's a ghost of a lady who, basically, her daughter died of the plague, and that was like criminal to do that in underground in these vaults because there was like forty people to a room." So she ended up um, being chucked out, and eventually, like, only lived a month after that, and was like branded on her face with something to prove that she was like a liar or whatever her daughter died of the plague as well um and because like the streets were so dirty with like muck and like shit and everything they got infected and she ended up dying and she's sometimes seen walking up and down this vault 
And they were like, she's known for like pulling or touching somebody's hair. And me and my friend looked at each other like, Ugh. was she in my car last time? <laughs> Just oh wanted to ride in a few 500. <laughs> in the <laughs> Um, last time I was down the vaults where it was like, it was a while ago, actually, even though I used to live like literally on top of it or whatever in Edinburgh. Um, we, I went with my friend who I used to work with years ago. And I remember she took, it was the days when you didn't really take your camera phone. Like that's how old. So she took like this really high, like spec camera with like a flash and stuff. And I'm not even joking. I've never seen so many orbs in my life. Like seriously, it was like every room. I don't know what it was that night, but it was pure spook central. Um, And we didn't catch any figures or anything, but certainly that was odd. Like it's really strange. And when we came out of the tour, you come out at um, Banshee Labyrinth or like the back of it or whatever and yeah. I, I remember I was like I need to go to the toilet or whatever and I accidentally went into like one of the the rooms in Banshee bits which is like you obviously don't go in there because it's like for staff and stuff and I walked in and I forgot to tell you about this I opened the door and there was like this well or something in the thing and then there was like this it was like honestly it was like a mist and it just like dispersed when I came in and stuff I forgot to tell you about that that was super weird but I was so gagging for the toilet I was just like whatever where's the toilet <laughs> just like ran out again don't care if there's a wee ghost here I just need to <laughs> like, I don't care if I saw a ghost I need to be um but that was pretty spooky I have to say I'd go down the vaults again in a heartbeat yeah I've been like five times now it's so good I'm quite a vaults diehard wasn't the Banshee's Labyrinth wasn't that mentioned um, the wee boy or girl who died in the well wasn't that mentioned on Spook Scotland in the vaults episode? Yeah, it was. was it? I don't think I was paying attention enough to that episode because I was hoovering, but um, <laughs> it was like, yeah, they mentioned it and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty. I mean, the Banshee's pretty, pretty spooky. To be fair, I've been on nights mm-hmm. out in there and been like, "Ooh, what's the vibe in here?" <laughs> you know what else is quite spooky? Like if you went in when it wasn't busy, Hive. Because Hive was basically like a vault that's been turned into a nightclub. Mm. You could not pay me to work in the Hive. Like, honestly, oh, no. it's, all, it's all connected. Plus, it stinks in there. Oh, my oh. God. See, the vaults when I went down, it smelled like Hive. It was just like taking me back. I was like, oh, my God, this smells literally like Hive. Oh, and like, do you know when you touch the wall and it's moist? Oh, yeah. Well, I hated the hive. I actually went in, the last time I went in was when a mutual friend of ours, actually. Um, and she's a lot younger than me. And I remember being like, I hate this. I want to leave. But I had to stay because, you know, I don't know, we're, we're dancing or whatever. But it was disgusting. Plus, the drinks are so disgustingly oh. cheap. It's like the worst alcohol ever. Like, I would always have the worst hangover the next day because it was cheap yes. alcohol. It's like they but, make you ill. Yeah, it does make you ill. It's disgusting um but anyway yeah, any, yeah I used to go a lot with our mutual friend also yeah I'll bet I mean you're the same age so I can imagine it was like uh you know like I a- can remember we'd went for an Indian and I had been at Hive I, I went for this like I you couldn't pay me to go to Hive now but I fucking loved it when I was young because it was like it was just nice to go to a club where you like you can wear converse instead of like <laughs> it was true. just like that that was more of a vibe than like the George Street clubs yeah and I remember I had went, I had gone to Hive till five, seven times in a row in a week. Oh, I know. And I I don't know if this was like the mid of it or the end of it, but I went for an Indian with our mutual friend and I was dying. I'd been at Hive the night before, but she'd been working and it was her Friday night. And she was like, oh, do you want to go Hive? And I was like, no, I've just had a karma. Like, I just want to (laughs) die. And then she was like, everyone's going. And I was like, all right. <laughs> that actually sounded like her when you did that. Um, I just remembered the actual last time I was there, and I'm sure a mutual friend was there, but she was already in there. And I remember I paid my, with my friend who's the same age as me, so we're like ten years older. We like walked in, and it was so busy. We were like, "We're not staying here." And then we went out, and I complained to the bouncers and stuff. I was like, "It's packed. It's unsanitary. I'm not paying to go in that shit tip or whatever." And they gave me a full refund. I was well happy. And then I just went home really? and had like a kebab or something. And that was a win night. And our mutual friend probably stayed in there. Yeah, but probably. anyways, shall we crack on with the old epi? Absolutely. Um, I'm so sorry if I cough. It's okay. Whatever. I have got a throat sweetie in as well, so just no full disclosure. <laughs> 
you've had this cough for like ages by the way I'm actually starting to think maybe you should do an examination on yourself <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I've, I've had this wee bug for the past few days I've got it from my niece she's got it as well oh god um I literally sound like somebody on love after lockup who like she constantly smokes and she's like tony tony and she's a proper hillbilly and i'm i'm becoming angela <laughs> that's me oh god i'm not I, do you know i've still not made it to the second episode for some reason i don't know i just can't take it like you can i'll get there <laughs> nah, i mean it's not my thing i'm really struggling with it eh? <laughs> <laughs> not watched like four seasons <laughs> Well, the thing is, I've been watching like, well, I've been, I've been watching all the other housewives I've not watched before, like Atlanta and stuff like that. So I'm slightly distracted trying to like complete like the Pokemon that is like the Bravo collections. Just so, before we get into Pluckley, I, I just, I couldn't get into Atlanta. I tried. Yeah, I struggle as well, but I'm watching it again because I really like Nini or I think she's really funny. So I really I like, like Phaedra and Eva as well on Ultimate Girls Trip. Season's Girls Trip, oh my God. They're like such queens. And also... They're my faves by far. They're just my faves. And um, so yeah, I'm going to watch it. Phaedra's just like... I, like I've just she's like just sort of kicking off in this series I think I'm watching so like um we'll see how it goes and stuff but also one of the girls in it I can't remember her name she's like a proper like music star like one of her tunes was out like like I like I knew it like I was like oh my god that's like such a banger I can't remember which one it was but I put it on last night and I was like yes this is such a vibe <laughs> but oh she's god, like I will you'll definitely know it it's like oh god do I still have it on Spotify? I just can't remember if I did it on that, but play um, it for the listeners so that we can all hear it for the first time together. <laughs> yeah, what is it again? It was no, it's not that one. I still need to watch a uh, Housewives in New York. Oh, that's the best. You can't you can't not watch that. Like that's the funniest. Of, I I love Beverly Hills, but like New York is like another level for me. It's like proper like oh. so funny. Because everyone like, around me is like Beverly Hills is the top. No, not agree. No. I mean, like the past few seasons of New York haven't been very good. I'm not a fan of like Leah and all that at all. And I just feel like, why are you even here? You're not even a housewife. Like, why? We want we want 50 plus women who have you know come through the menopause and are screaming yeah. because they've got an alcohol problem. Unless they're um, Brandy, because she's she was young, but she was problematic, so it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah she just has verbal diarrhea but I I go through phases with Brandy and and Beverly Hills because you've got like Brandy who is like sometimes she's really really good and you feel sorry for her or you think oh actually and then she's really entertaining but then she'll come out with something that's like so horrendous like a la Adrienne Maloof or whatever you're just like why are you doing this and then she slapped Vanderpump that time which was really bizarre anyway we could talk about we could talk about housewives like all the time till the cows come home (laughs) absolutely I love it um, so anyway, let's get into this week's episode. So, so the village of Pluckley, as I've said before, has always kind of like been like my thing to just be fascinated by because, as I said on that cassette tape when I was really young, and I, I mean really young when I used to listen to it, um, it was like a, quite a long part of the cassette and I remember thinking god I'd love to go there because it said it had like multiple ghosts and it like like Richard O'Brien with such flair went through them all and stuff like that and I was like wow I need to visit this place then I found out it was in Kent and I was like well I'm never going there but um I thought what a fantastic episode to do because there's just so much wealth of like content we can talk um so Pluckley is a village it's in Ashford um district of Kent um so it's in the sort of woody kind of like field part of like the south of England and stuff like that south of London um, and Ken, as a side note so we could always go down stay with her we should absolutely go down it's pure <laughs> and her family have a bakery and she's amazing at baking stuff so my god they don't live in they don't live in Pluckley do they no. I, don't, I don't think so but I'll check with her <laughs> okay good because that is that actually comes up so it's surrounded by woodland and fields. It's a beautiful village. It's got lots and lots of history. Um, the village is like super, super old. Um, I couldn't find the exact date it was established because, um, you know, you can like, you know, like, oh, this was formed in blah, blah, blah or whatever, especially like where we're from, like villages like popped up like Levy or whatever um, in the 19 whatevers. So um, it's not, I couldn't find when it was established, but 
It's referenced in the Doomsday Book, which was obviously written in 1086, um, which means it's super old. Um, it's spelt oh, like so old. It's super old. Um, it's spelt like Plukilia or Plukili, which means Plucker's Clearing. Um, there's some association with like old Roman roads that would go through it and stuff like that. So it's obviously like super like established really, really in the early centuries and stuff like that. Um as I mentioned before, is like there's a lot of field, there's a lot of kind of like um, agriculture around that area. So around that time, a lot of people would just obviously live off the land. Um, it's always been like a super, super small village. Um, but it was always been, even back then, in like the 10 hundreds and stuff like that. Is that how you say it? 10 hundreds? Don't know. Um, basically. Yeah, do you say it like 10 hundreds, 9 hundreds? Would it be the 11th century? Yeah, that's you, know, that. you know when I was at high school, I, j- I literally could get not get my head around that. Like, like Me, that was the one nah, thing about history. The one thing because history apparently wasn't a thing in school, and I remember it was like I couldn't work out why it was like eleventh century, but it was the ten hundreds or whatever. And I was like, why? Was makes no sense. I'm like, no sense, bitch. Anyway, so around that time, um, it was a thriving community, but it was comprised of around sixteen villagers. Seven smallholders, eight slaves, shocking, and they managed about twelve problematic to the to the max, and they managed around twelve point five acres um, of meadow. Um, predominantly the main livestock that was reared by these people were were pigs, and they specifically put because this is referenced in, in documentation from back then, a hundred and forty pigs. I'm like, nice number there, guys. That's, that's an abundance of bacon. <laughs> like oink arena like so many pigs (laughs) so yeah so basically that was the main livelihood over that period um however when they get into the 13th century which was obviously the 1200s am i right i think um the trade moving forward in the subsequent centuries was weaving so those bitches like to weave um and apparently that only collapsed at the wool when wool trade like fell apart nationally so it wasn't just like in that area like there was a whole chaos around the wool trade and it just sort of ceased so um and also in the 14th century at this point during um that time in Pluckley apparently it was like growing and growing in population and people were like branching out into the woods and stuff like that and all that type of stuff um, but because of the Black Death, boo-hoo, a lot of the population were then killed. So again, they moved like, they became much like smaller again and like moved back to the original village, which is apparently like up a hill. Like I was looking at an aerial view earlier, I'll get to that, but it's like, honestly, it's the smallest little village, but this got massive woodland. Um, Black Death, I should probably know this. Is it the same yeah, as the plague? <laughs> Say that again? Is the Black Death the same as the plague? Yeah, yeah. They'd be, I should probably it. know that. Yeah, but. you probably should, babes, but we won't, we won't get into that. So anyways, um, one of the, like all these areas in England and Scotland and various, and Wales, everywhere in the UK, um, a lot of their land was kind of owned by um, like landed gentry or like or what would, I guess would be known as aristocrats and stuff like that. Boo, we hate Wankers, that. like you kippers of today. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Or the Tory party. Um, one of the most notable families in that area were the Daring family. And from the earliest beginnings during the reign of Henry II, they inherited the manor of Suridan to the east of the village. Um, it was the first baronet who's um, a military man. So he was obviously involved in like a lot of the wars of that time, um, particularly during the English Revolution. He was heavily involved in that because there's some sort of like story about him that he escaped the round heads through a narrow um like window curved window or something like that in one of the manor houses and as a result a lot of the architecture around that area have now sort of like all the windows are shaped that way and apparently it was so influential I know right and apparently it was so influential that it actually even um it, like a lot of Victorian style houses and stuff like that have that same curved uh, window where this guy apparently popped out of to get away from the roundheads. So yeah, a lot of sort of um, lot of sort of stuff to do with that. Then um, they were, um, as I said, they're like a landed gentry, so a lot of the area was basically dominated by them. So once I get onto, there's like woodland area and like different part, like like sort of public houses that are named after them and things like that. So we'll get to that. 
Um, so as I've mentioned, it's kind of stuck in its time. A lot of the buildings in that area were built in the 14th century. So we're talking old ass shit, right? Um, which means it's prime position for beautiful, like, you know, sort of surroundings and like of its time surroundings. So a little tidbit about the area. Apparently the Darling Buds of May in the 1990s starring, do you know it by the way? No, I don't even <laughs> think I've heard of it. It was a major, major Sunday night drama back in the day in the 90s starring Welsh stunner Catherine Zeta-Jones. So I know who she is. Oh yeah, who doesn't know who Catherine is? <laughs> anyway, so starring her, I think it's one of her first roles, also with Pam Ferris, and I'm pretty sure David Jason was in it as well. So it was a pure like mad hit. That um, in Del Boy. Yeah, Del Boy. Yeah, and um, Touch of Frost. Let's not forget another Sunday banger. So, are you old enough to remember Touch of Frost? I do remember Touch of Frost. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank God, I was about to pure pass out there. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's, it was used for the filming location for that. Um, it was also used in to- a Top Gear episode, which I'm less interested in. Like, who cares? But it was used for that, and also obviously countless paranormal things because obviously it's a bit of a thing. Um, today it's got a tiny population of just over a thousand residents. So it's still pure wow. suffering from that plague hit back in the day. But the main thing that I'm going to obviously go into is that Pluckley is probably the last village, and I'll explain why in a second, to have the Guinness World Book of Records, the like title, the most haunted village in Britain. And that was just oh, that's wild wild right so that was awarded in 1989 with 12 different ghosts officially recognized it's mad eh that is wild what is scandalous though that that record that specific record does not just no longer exists in the guinness book of records so pluckley i believe is the last time to be allocated that so there's there could be other villages out there that have got shit loads more ghosts but they can't give it to them because it, it doesn't exist anymore why so we call skeptics were raging Probably because they couldn't prove it because it's like, like obviously, because I've actually not seen any actual evidence. Like, you know, like you see lots of photography and stuff like that. I've not seen anything like that. It's all kind of like stories and things like that. So maybe they just can't, val- like, can't validate it or verify if it's haunted. It as That's well. interesting that it used to be in it, but now it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading it in the Guinness Book of Records as well, because I'm that old. And I was like, proper like, oh, wow, I'd love to go there. Um. Anyway, so apparently it's kind of like become a bit of a, like a, not like a lore but like it's very very popular to visit Pluckley especially on Halloween and because of this people are like raging in the village they're like proper like like these asses keep coming here and like there's no such thing as ghosts like it's not haunted at all however some of the village do think it's true and a lot of people have had like their own experiences that they've shared with people and stuff like that so it's a kind of half and half village some people don't like it some people do um it's important to mention, actually, and you mentioned it in the last episode, ley lines. So apparently, Pluckley is also built on a ley line, and they suspect potentially that's why there's so much activity in the village. That's so oh, cool. I know, spooky ass shit as usual, plus Romans were involved. So, yeah. I, I did think when you were talking, I was like, this is going to be on a ley line. <laughs> I can just feel it. Totally. <laughs> you think the amount of ghosts. So I couldn't even, I don't even have time to cover all of the ghosts that are like in this area or all the spooky happenings and stuff because there was just like endless amounts, but I'm going to cover like some of the main ones. So to accompany the spooky ghosts, a lot of the village is kind of named very questionably. (laughs) So um, the first thing to cover off is the Screaming Woods. Now this is like a massive area just um, kind of outside Pluckley, but like right next to it and stuff. So they're... As I said, they're located next to Pluckley. Um, I was looking at it on the map earlier and I was like, probably like, yeah, that is a huge area. Because um, basically, the woods are officially called this, um, well, unofficially called the Screaming Woods. Um, it's actually called the Daring Woods after the Daring family I mentioned earlier. Um, the nickname was called the Screaming Woods because at night, so many people apparently have like been walking by or walking through and they hear screams in the woods and they think it's from people literally just like getting lost and dying in the woods yeah like back in the day and stuff um so they said that that's quite a consistent thing um but one of the key people that comes up quite often in the woods or or they think is just on the edge of the woods is um the story of this guy called Robert D- D- Dubois, fabulous name. What a fabulous name. 
It's fabulous. See, I was like, probably like, Dubois. Wow. <laughs> My name is Robert Dubois. Give me your money, bitch. Um, so Robert Dubois was a highwayman in the 18th century who operated in that sort of general Stuart area of, of Pluckley, apparently. Um, so Dubois was, his like whole shtick was basically, he would like hide behind a tree or whatever in this specific area called Fright Corner. Wonder why it's called that. And as people were like going by, like folk going to the shops or whatever, he would just like jump out and like frighten them and threaten them and steal their cash. So he like operated like almost daily in, in this manner or whatever. And it was so consistent that obviously local people were getting proper pissed off about it. So what happened to him was lawmen, um, this is like, there's different stories of this online, but basically, so these lawmen apprehended him one day and because they knew he was going to do it because he did it every day. And they basically got into this fearsome fight and uh, Dubois ended up um, losing the fight and was stabbed through by a lawman. Uh, Some people say it was by thieves as well, but don't know, we're just going to go with lawman. And he was apparently stabbed straight into an oak tree. I just did a stabbing motion there. Um, And he died there and then, but he was like impaled on the tree and stuff. And apparently a lot of locals and like tales through the years and stuff that when people go through Fright Corner, um, they tend to like either hear or see the battle um, like replaying and stuff like that or there's been occasions where people have said like they'll be walking home at night and stuff like that and all of a sudden some this guy will just jump out on them and like he'll reenact as apprehending them like proper spooky um, I was actually watching um, I think you watched it as well earlier the most haunted midsummer murder like episode where he was included in that um, they did a bit of history around him because um, basically Leslie, who's like the resident historian and number one diva or whatever. Of most I'm not a fan. I love her. She's so Yeah, good. I think she's a bit of a fanny, but we'll move forward. <laughs> no, seriously. I'll tell you why I love Leslie really briefly. She's so dramatic. Like, even she's she so extra. She's so extra, but I love that. I love a diva. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she sends a bit down all that to specifically go after this guy and they do like a Ouija board thing and it's like full on so um apparently during the Ouija board our number one cameraman babe Stuart gets kind of like influenced by a negative energy and he really like loses his shit and like the whole way through they're doing the spooky Ouija board like this Robert guy or they were calling him Bob he's like quite aggressive and like angry and stuff and they try and get him to pass over but so he's like a major nasty in that area but like he's obviously super pissed off he got apprehended that time and won't leave um, which That's is rubbish. Like, I'm not surprised that he is like an aggressive, angry spirit. Also, mm. though, if you are going to rob people in the same place every single day at the same time, you kind of have it coming, Bob. Yeah, I know. He really like done himself in there. He could have at least moved about the bit. Exactly. Like, whatever. <laughs> so that's the highwayman that is often seen by locals quite frequently um another um lady who is seen um at the pinnock bridge which apparently is a lovely spot to sit and pass the time um which is on the edge of the screaming woods um this is haunted by a a lady who is a gypsy or a traveler woman back in the day who used to make her living by selling watercress now apparently she was a bit of a one because she used to smoke a pipe Um, But she also used to drink like whiskey throughout the day. And this is allegedly what happened to her. Apparently she spilt the whiskey on her, probably on her robes or whatever they wore back then. She also managed to drop her pipe on the now soaked whiskey robes and she burnt to death at the bridge. Awful. I knew where that was going as soon as you started talking about that. I know. I was like, also fire safety. This is terrible. But also like... (laughs) Apparently there was no like there was a record of her dying, but there or being found, but there was no record of her like screaming or someone being like, is that a gypsy screaming or whatever? So like um she was unfounded, which is such a tragedy. Um, but anyway, apparently her misty figure appears on the bridge quite frequently and also is smoking a pipe, like she hasn't learned. So there you go. Oh gal. I know I was like so I was so sad for her I'm just going to take a moment to um recognize just how fabulous Pluckley's uh real estate is and I know I do this through quite frequently through our episodes but <laughs> I was on I was on Zoopla earlier and I'm telling you you cannot you cannot buy a house there for less than half a mil we're talking I'm not surprised it sounds very really, like quaint and idyllic to mm. look 
Like it's like, I mean, the darling buds of me is a draw enough or whatever. But like, honestly, I was looking at the aerial view earlier and they're like, somebody's got a pool in their back garden. I'm like, what does that say or whatever? Haunted ass pools. Let me tell you. So moving into the village. So we've done the woods. We've done the bridge. Now we're going. Into that's the only like th- those are only in the woods. Fuck. Oh, there's loads more. Like that's, that's the same. Into like, several episodes. It's crazy. So the bakery. So the bakery is one of the buildings that is in uh, one of the roads and stuff like that. Um, apparently, um, like most of the, although I'm going to get to another place, it's like the spell, it was renovated through the years and stuff like that. And as it's been renovated, like a lot of like weird stuff's happened and stuff. So um, apparently um, in, in the bakery specifically, um, you can hear upstairs, there's like lots of like stamping, foot, footsteps and stuff like that. And people say there's like lots and lots of like icy chill spots in the bakery as well. Um, and apparently even on the hottest day, it's still super cold, a bit like my living room downstairs. But um, but basically it's really, really apparent. Um, but the key thing about the bakery is not necessarily the ghosts inside, but outside, because this section of the road where the bakery lies is where a phantom coach and spectral horses are heard. And apparently they've been seen by residents. Now, sometimes the coach is pulled by one horse, sometimes it's several horses, but it like bounds up and down the street like during the night, Probably props not during the day, but definitely during the night. And apparently, like loads of residents have seen it, and they're just like, "Wow, this place is so haunted." Is this place haunted? Oh, yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's the bakery, and the and that's kind of the main draw of that area. Just so, thinking, my friend that I just mentioned that live is from Kent and has a family bakery has told me the bakery is haunted. I'm going to have to message her. Imagine it was this one. That would be wild. I mean, also, such a small world. I'll need to message her and find out. You need to. So moving on to the Blacksmith's Forge Tea Room, which apparently is very nice. Uh, the, Belgian, the building's origins, like a lot of the village, is the 14th century. So it's a fucking old. And it obviously used to be a blacksmith's. Um, then it became an alehouse. Um, and then eventually it became like, a, it was an alehouse for like many, many years, like right up until this century. Um, and by alehouse, I mean pub. Um, the building is haunted allegedly or before that it had been alleged that the building was haunted by two ghosts now guess which one of the ghosts are we mention it constantly on here white lady no it's a cavalier Fuck. oh my god why does cavalier keep coming up I don't know these guys will not pass on to the next life so basically the cavalier apparently used to allegedly haunt it when it was an inn and apparently he was a right good laugh um he was always very jovial with the staff if they saw him because he was like a full body apparition like proper just like ho- like walking about the place so um, as in like not in life as in like his apparition is very jovial with the living yeah I think no I think I think he's been seen as a full body person and he's also just like a laugh during like Ouija boards and stuff or whatever but apparently he's very very nice um the other is a Tudor maid who would stand by the fireplace slowly turning a spit and apparently she was seen repeatedly by customers because they literally thought that she was just some lassie in like garb dressing up for the hell of it wild nope yeah, I know, right? Although that wouldn't bother me too much. I'd be like, haha, that's so weird or whatever. But anyway, um so, you're more of a Billy Big Balls than me and stuff like that. Well, I would probably just think it was somebody doing it for like like oh dear, you know, because they're there and it's like part of the act or whatever, but apparently it's not. So later on, and now um the building itself, the blacksmith's inn at the time, was then closed down for several years and like shut off. Don't know why, but all the windows were boarded up. Um, now, this woman called Gloria Atkins, who's been mentioned on other podcasts and other readings that I've looked at for this, um, she wanted to pure turn it into a tea room. So apparently in 1994, she went along with her estate agent or whatever, I assume. Um, the first time she saw the place was at night and there was no electricity. So she had to go around with candlelight to see it. No. I was like, wow, she sounds like me. <laughs> like, I'll just yeah. not do my research. That's great. So she took it on. And apparently um, they did a hell of a lot of renovating. So the whole place was like redone. And it was apparently business is, is booming or has been booming since then. Um, 
But uh, once they'd finished the renovating, apparently there was like a lot more stuff started to happen. So there was one occasion where apparently her daughter went out and stuff like that with their baby because they all lived there and she went out to her pal's house or something. I'm assuming, I don't know. Um, And there was a baby monitor upstairs that was turned on and she had one downstairs and her and her friend apparently overheard, like overheard, they heard banging and like really violent, aggressive, like sort of goings on upstairs. So her and her pal went up stairs to investigate the room that the baby was in they walked in couldn't see anything and then her daughter apparently um one night woke up for no reason and there was a small boy she said around about eight just standing at the bottom of her bed staring at her this is like insidious vibes do you know the bit where the baby monitor goes off oh i know oh i hate all that type of stuff oh god but um apparently he just like disappeared (laughs) and since then there's been like lots of different like stuff going on there and all that type of get jazz so that's that's true of the sort of like almost residential properties in the village and stuff like that so moving on saint nicholas's church now this is their town parish um saint nicholas's is like 900 years old and it's a grade one listed building so it's old ass shit right um the church today apparently still plays a super important part in the community because they're all quite churchy down there and there's still stuff that's held every sunday so it's not like been converted into some fabulous house or whatever for you to live in for instance i was gonna say that sounds like an apartment we'd have it yeah, that's some real estate there, babe. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's still used. So it's um, located at the top of the first aisle in St. Um, Nicholas's Church is the Daring Family Chapel. So this is where numerous members of the family lie buried. Um, apparently in the vaults beneath um, this specific area, um, there's lots of things like if you're in the church, you can hear like banging and lots of movement, unexplainable happenings like down below. And you're like, why? Why are you doing this? So rude and unnerving. Um, why is it so always like the, vo- the vaults in the basements? Why is it always there? I don't know, man. It's like proper weird. Um, but anyway, that happens. Um, and apparently, like, because Pluckley, even back in the day, like, we're talking like it's been the last hundred years or so that it's been known for spooky hauntings. In the 1970s, in the hope of uh, capturing something pure dead spooky, there was a supernatural group of mates or whatever, like psychic researchers that turned up to the, the church and they asked the rector, Reverend John Pittock to pitock um to allow them to like spend a night like like do a like a night over like locked in the church and stuff like that and um, so they could like record some spooky happenings and they had loads of stuff with them they were armed with like cameras tape recorders thermometers all the usual stuff that like most adventures woke up with and they settled down for like the whole night so the vicar came back the next day because he agreed to it. He's like, yeah, sure, like, <laughs> knock yourselves out, boys. Um, but he came back the next day and he asked the guys, he was like, oh, um, so did you capture anything or whatever? And um, they were like, um, no, it was like super boring and we were really annoyed about it. However, we were getting kind of pissed off that this dog kept coming in and out. So can you please, like, I don't know, like, put your dog away at night because it was really unnerving for us. And the vicar went, I don't have a dog. So apparently there was this big dog that used to just come in and out and they, they were literally like, well, it's attached to the church, so he must be getting in somehow. But he was just roaming about them and going out in and out. <gasps> and was it like thought to be like an actual dog or was it like a demon as a dog? <laughs> Who knows? Apparently it was like big. I think it was like a black dog. So probs, probs of demons. Although maybe not because it's a church. I don't know. But there was definitely a spooky dog there. Because um, it's a church, you know. I know, I know. So speaking of the Daring family as well. So I know I keep mentioning them, but they're like pure highfalutin in the area. Um, the actual graveyard itself is attached. To the, 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 the church is actually haunted by several different spectres. One is Lady Daring, the, the red lady. Apparently she was a hottie, by the way, from what I was reading about her. She was so hot that um, when she died, um, because I think it was prematurely, in fact, I'll, uh, yeah, I can't remember why, but she was definitely died early. Her dad or whatever um, sealed her in a lead coffin to try and like fight off like, what do you call it? Like the body deteriorating and stuff like that. And like, oh. she was like held there and stuff like that. So apparently she like roams the graveyard um, and she's referred to as the red lady because they put a red rose on her coffin. I don't know, debatable, but that's what I read. And apparently she's searching the graves to find her stillborn baby child. Oh, that's so tragic. 
so trash um there's also a second lady daring who walks the churchyard as well in fact she's seen in a few places and she's referred to as the white lady allegedly again a pure mad hottie and like pure fit as hell um she was also buried in a lead coffin and her um she was also like she was dressed in a white dress which is they think she still wears to this day when she moves around um her ghost has been seen roaming about the joint or whatever in the graveyard and stuff like that and also it's been seen in the dairy family house library so basically we're not so as i said before i'm not quite sure whether um the women are the same person or whether they're sisters or whatever it was really hard to determine but either way there's definitely there's like two two women that roam that so yes yeah, spooky graveyard um would not like to be there on a dark night although why would oh, i be Hell to be fair, though, you have lived in worse, so. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, <laughs> actually, I might just camp there just for fun. <laughs> like, you know. um, okay, um, so the next venue that we're going to look at. Now, allegedly, this is the most haunted pub in the UK. Wow. However, I think that might be debatable. But I was going to say, there's a lot in Edinburgh that we could argue as well. Yeah, to be fair, because I was kind of like, mm, is it the bar? But anyway, it's pretty spooks. Um, so it's also was the Black Horse Inn, which um, I'd love to go and eat at, by the way. I was having a look at their menu earlier and it looks delish. Um, the Black Horse Inn was like built in the 14th century as well. So again, a really old ass house. Um, the biggest thing that goes on there or the worst thing that goes on there, depending on how you look at it, um, they have quite a lot of poltergeist activity. So things tend to go missing, their stuff gets moved about, like um, lift, apparently cutlery gets taken out and moved around. Um, There's like super cold spots all over the place and stuff like that. And apparently there's a spot in the kitchen where if like an animal comes in, the dogs go riotous, like full on like barky, barky, like at like, nah, like the dogs tremble and things like that. So it's a Oh no, that's terrifying. I know. Um, and apparently the dogs themselves refuse to go like upstairs. Like they just won't go upstairs. Um, funny, when I was doing my research, I was watching this thing called, I'd never watched it before actually. Um, it was called like Ghost Dimension on YouTube. And they do like a specific, they do like a, what do you call it? Like an experiment night or whatever in the Black Horse Inn. And they get like lots of really good activity. But they, for some reason they had some lassie with them who's a celebrity guest called Charlie Dockery no idea who she was I assumed that I don't know I was like is she another one of George Best's wife (laughs) (laughs) she was like blonde I have to say quite ample fake tits and I I don't know I don't know who she is she really got into it so god you know god bless her whatever but I had no idea who she was but they did like a lot of experiments and apparently there was like a man um in one of the rooms upstairs who really likes women and at one point they recorded him saying I and they think he's Scottish, and I was like, typical, eh? like, you know, <laughs> but like, um, so yeah, apparently the Black Horse Inn is super, super spooky. Um, there's, there's also, so if you want to go down there, babes, we're going for dinner there, and we're going to spend a night in that room with the the saucy Scotsman. Game. Um, another um spectre that's heard and seen is the screaming man of the Brickworks. So in Pluckley, there's like a brickworks or whatever. I don't know where exactly. I didn't check that out on the map. Um, but apparently this poor man, he was smothered by a drying clay wall that fell on him, like basically killed by the wall. And his screams are still heard to this day by locals. And apparently he can appear to people as well upon occasion. What a shame. That's an awful way to die. I know. I was like, oh, I feel for that guy. Also, imagine hearing somebody screaming, not but knowing nah, where it comes from. Like, oh, shit. Um, one of the sadder stories I read was about a guy called Henry Turf, who was the headmaster of the Smarden School um, around about 19, in the 1920s. Um, so apparently he was like, I don't know, like a normal character, like single guy, whatever, used to talk politics with all the locals and just like really well known in the area because he's like a schoolmaster. So the story goes, apparently the children were walking to school one morning and they discovered him hung from a tree on the path to the school so sadly he killed himself yeah yeah but um his ghost is quite frequently seen in the village um normally on moonlit nights but there has been an occasion where a journalist reported that he saw a man swinging from a tree um up that very lane and apparently he was wearing a green blazer and striped trousers i don't know is that what he was wearing when he died 
apparently so so he's seen he's seen during the day and at night but mostly at night um you know what, right part of me is like the conspiracy theorist in me is like would like a head teacher who liked his job kill himself somewhere that his pupils would find him that's what I was thinking I was like sure, maybe they've got the location wrong and like the like the the writings that I was looking at earlier or whatever because you just wouldn't would you there was that a Jeffrey Epstein like quote unquote mm. killed himself who knows babes yeah well I don't know I suppose you could do it that way can you but but yeah so allegedly he did that and apparently it's pretty well documented that it did happen oh. um but whether it happened on that location where like obviously children would see it that it's horrible I mean there's another story about the same ghost where basically like it didn't happen there what happened in another bit and like the kids didn't see it but that was the story that I read and I was like Ooh. I was like shame for those kids pure trauma eh 100% um, so yeah, so he's frequently seen. Um, so Rose Court. So Rose Court is one of the most more stately homes in the area, or the fancy homes, again connected to the Daring family. Um, the house is about 250 years old, um, and it was built um, for a mistress of the Daring family. So a bit on the side. Um, and apparently, um, apparently it's like kind of like Tudoresque and stuff like that. So this is where it gets hot and bothered in Pluckley. So the story goes that she fell in love with, wait for it, a monk, a hot oh. monk. There was a lot of hotties in Pluckley, eh? Clearly. Um, yeah, so she fell in love with him. And because she was also, like, tied up with this daring guy who, like, obviously built that house for her, she was, like, totally distressed and didn't know what to do. She obviously couldn't, like, escape her, like, her, like, ma- like her setup with the daring guy. So she poisoned herself um, with, like, juices of ivy and poisonous berries oh my god um and apparently when her body was discovered it was apparent that her final moments had been spent looking across the field to greystones um so apparently there's like a time difference to this greystone area like where like when she killed herself we didn't like tie in with the same time but apparently she was looking over that way so they don't know whether that was just to add to the drama or whatever because I'll get to why the greystones is important in a second but anywho she killed herself and she's quite frequently seen at the Rose Court um Romeo and Juliet kind of vibe Oh, totes. um also so basically she's seen but there's also things like say like hear strange moans and they see like things are like like disturbed and stuff like that and apparently she, her specter is seen like um to hang about over the like the garden area and stuff like that it sounds and, like she's it, like very like in a state of unrest like she is not in a restful place i mean you know who can blame her the poor girl she didn't like end up with our guy or whatever so anyway that so that moves us quite swiftly on to the what I'd refer to as the hot monk. Um, so the Greystones, as I rec- as you recall, I just mentioned, she was looking upon the Greystones when she passed. So the Greystones itself is actually, um, is a kind of like woodland area or whatever, like through the meadows and stuff like that. And apparently um, the monk, the very same monk who was pure tied up with this bird or whatever, um, apparently he sunk into a very deep depression after she died. And he eventually died of, wait for it, a broken heart over his love like passing away and stuff like that and he's seen very frequently um however like the one of the like documented accounts like you know like in the papers or whatever this american journalist apparently saw a brown robed figure drifting behind the house in the greystone area um in 1989 but apparently he has been seen since and he's still like obviously pure sad over his like the love of his life what a shame but, I know, but monks, eh? Why are monks always like cutting about, eh? Like, I know. Usually, like, pieces into this, like, why are monks always hanging about to like scare people? You know what I mean? They're like, party is here. <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, we're the monks. We're here. <laughs> um, and then the other, um, so one of the other stories, I'm almost getting to the end of this segment of Pluckley. I don't know whether we should do a part two because there's so many more things, but um, apparently there's a spooky hitchhiker. So through the village, there's like, um, doesn't matter where you're driving well it didn't specifically say where it happens about but apparently you can drive by someone and they try and wave you down but um they're dressed in like old like fashion garb or whatever um but like people have like literally stopped and like the person's got in the car there was one specific occasion where a taxi driver was driving some pure good time lassies back from like a local club or whatever and um 
once he dropped her them off he was like driving back to like back to where he comes from or whatever and apparently this guy stopped him in the street so he stopped he thought one more fare like it's like three o'clock in the morning apparently like he didn't look but the car door opened he felt someone get in the car and he basically didn't look just started driving off and said wow you're you're in the car early morning like what you up to or whatever and like where do you need to go and he turned around and apparently no one was in the vehicle <gasps> and he got such a fright that he stopped the car immediately got out searched all around the car searched up and down the road no one to be seen so he could that, not explain what happened that is not for me and apparently that's happened to quite a lot of people in Pluckley as well. It's like spooky people. And sometimes you see them and then you look in the mirror and they disappear. And sometimes that kind of thing happens. So totally spooky as. So basically Pluckley has got people, there's still a debate whether it's like, oh, do they make it up for tourism? Do they like, are all these stories? Because a lot of the locals still think it's like a load of rubbish. But there's so many, so many different accounts of like landlords, like business owners, like so many people that have come forward and said, no, this has happened to me and this is what happened and stuff. So it's kind of debatable, really. But it's obviously been so bad throughout the years that um, apparently there was even exorcisms done like throughout the village because like the local like religious factor had to get involved because it was so spooky. So, yeah. I mean, the sheer age of the town, Mm -hmm. how old it is. And also the living thing. There must be something. Yeah, there's got to be something going on there. So that is basically a whistle-stop tour of the spooky village that is Pluckley of Kent. Do you know, see, when you mentioned um, the horse and carriage that people hear going past, have you ever heard about that? Like, give me Major Anne Boleyn vibes. Have you heard about, like, the fact that apparently she can be seen outside the Tower of London getting drawn by horse and carriage to her death, but she's actually carrying her head in her lap? Oh, my God. Those major vibes. She was such an icon as well, Anne Boleyn. I mean so educated so ahead of her time oh so ahead of her time the most like progressive woman like also it's like I have to say just to say I watched Becoming Elizabeth last week with my mum everybody if you're interested in Tudors if you're interested in history honestly one of the best dramas I've seen on tv in a long time it was so well done Elizabeth as in like Mary Queen of Scots and Elizabeth um well more focused on Elizabeth the first so like like her cousin yeah Mary Queen of Scots cousin yeah that she eventually like had her killed I don't know I know she killed Mary Queen of Scots but like and I'm obviously Scottish so I should be like oh bloody but I find Elizabeth the first so fascinating like mostly because her mum was like branded like a whore even though she was like you know the Queen of England at the time or whatever when she was conceived and like she was also super progressive also like acted a bit queenie and a bit like up herself or whatever but she was also quite like you know expanded the the whole of like the nation and stuff like that and colonized a lot of places and stuff like that but um yeah I find it fascinating you should totally watch it it's on star play I think I might you know wasn't like Mary Queen of Scots was actually known to be quite progressive as well because yeah apparently Rizzio was gay oh yeah totally yeah there was all that progressive you know who else I really learned was really super pro- progressive as well? Catherine Parr, who was like her stepmom and Henry's last wife. She was oh her God. one as well. Like she's got books out and everything, like actual oh legend. God. What a queen. Like literally. <laughs> I know what a, what a queen. Um, An actual one. <laughs> but like Mary as well, her mum's Mary of Geese, and she's like super, super like progressive too. So let's hear it for the girls, let's hear it for the ladies. We're all about the girl power and we're all about the ghost power. We so are. I can't believe, like, I don't know, if, how could you see, a, if you see a carriage in London, though, you'd probably just be like, why not? I'm sure it's the Tower of London that she has seen, or it might be a hall, I can't remember where, but definitely she has seen, and apparently she's seen carrying her head in her lap, because obviously she didn't fare too well. That's such a shame. I know. Yeah, I would hope that she'd like pass on and like go into another life or whatever and be fabulous. Henry the Eighth, what a dick! He was a dick, by the way. Like total actual dick. Do you know what? Who else was, were total dicks? And um, now we're, we're we're diverging a little bit, but go with me. On all the like vaults tours and the Edinburgh tours, people were dicks in old time Edinburgh. Yeah, they were total dicks. You'd just arrest people for looking funny or be like witch. 
oh we should totally do like an like an episode on like witchcraft I mean I know they've got like like the Scottish like witchcraft movement by like started by those two solicitors or one solicitor and a, an author or whatever where they're trying to get like our like witches like would you call it like they're not like condemned anymore like it takes away their like 100% yeah they're like crimes almost yeah yeah like it's it's like to like obviously release them from their crimes and stuff but like I think we should totally do an episode because oh, there's witches all over Scotland and, and they weren't even they probably weren't even witches they're probably just like good time lasses that like to heal people absolutely or like it really scared me especially in like the Salem witch trials how much like a wee boy or a wee girl that didn't like their nanny could be like oh she's a witch that was like and that was enough that was like shocking here as well there was like this woman who was accused of being a witch I can't remember her name we'll need to do an episode on it and she basically just like to get herself out of being accused of a witch she like accused every woman she came across and they like the witch finder general like made her like chief like witch poker or witch person and she would accuse all these innocent people that she just had like grudges against and they like survival almost oh totally and they only caught her out by basically they they lined up a whole bunch of accused witches in front of her and she they were like pick out the witch and she went hem har hem har hem and then they took the people out brought them back in again and they were like do it again and she she picked so she just was like i can't mind so basically that's how they found out and it was such a stir apparently james the first of scot uh, james the first of england and sixth of scotland he had to like rethink the whole witch thing that he'd like pure like been like promoting through europe they had to like cancel it because they discovered it was like all fake was that a direct quote i can't imagine <laughs> she's such a like <laughs> Uh, can you add that? She was she looked different than the last time. Hold on a minute. <laughs> you got a wig on. <laughs> but she but it was so it didn't serve her because she was condemned in the end, apparently, as well, as being like a major fake witch or whatever. Oh, we need to do the like really bad history of Edinburgh in particular. I know in North Berwick there was witch trials as well. But um mm-hmm. talk about that on the ghost tour last night and like how like I think it was used everywhere, not just Edinburgh. But they would drown them in the lock nearby and um, tie them to like a chair so that if they were witches, they'd be able to break free. But if they were innocent, oh, they would just die. And I'm like, make it make sense. Yeah. Where's the logic there? What Honestly, what was the point? Because I mean, it's like, it's not even like, because a lot of these people are like aristocrats. They were, it's not even like they were settling store, like scores with people. It was like they were just condemning innocent peasants or whatever to death. 100%. Wild. People were dicks back then. It's total like total dicks, total dicks. Um, but, but yeah, that was very interesting, Lauren. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. I hope I hope it has educated some people of the the village of Pluckley. And I didn't know anything about it, so I'm completely educated on it. You need to text your friend and ask if she actually lives there. I'll, I'll do it after that. After we've recorded, can you fly to Kent? Can you fly to somewhere? Yeah. Can you? I think, yeah. I think she used to fly to London. Mm. and then just drive or get picked up I don't know I'll ask her but But seriously I like I loved researching that and also guys check out the most haunted episode it's so entertaining um as is that hilarious ghost dimensions on YouTube as well they caught some really interesting evidence in that um no I very much enjoyed it I'm going to look into it kind of want to own property there now (laughs) Babe. it's quite elite <laughs> what I was honestly I was looking at it was like pure like oh you can rent this three bedroom like or buy this three bedroom manor house for f- one was 900 and f- I mean I guess outside of London it's probably cheap or whatever but like I was like hmm, that's a cool mill for that two bedroom house with the third like, percent yeah we think Edinburgh is bad oh I know I know it's like Edinburgh plus max and there's only a thousand people live there as well I'm so it's obviously like, can't imagine it's diverse no and also I can imagine everybody knows everything that's going on probably it feels like there's more ghosts there than people a hundred percent um so next week's episode is going to be me researching again and I'm not going to say what I'm going to do because I'm still torn I know that was a surprise Mm -hmm. so let's keep it surprise Mm -hmm. I'll keep it a surprise but it's either going to be about a specific place or a specific ghost. Oof. So 
I'll just see where the wind takes me. Amazing. Can't wait. Our episode is going to be out on Wednesday, guy. Oh, actually, I don't need to say that, do I? No, we're good. Yeah, it'll come into your inbox. Remember to like, rate, and <laughs> notifications so that it lands in your little Spotify list as soon as it comes out. Thank you. It was a five-star rating. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And, um, you know, we really should get a five-star rating because you came on injured last week. I basically came on with no functioning lungs. So really, they should be a Band-Aid for us. <laughs> they should. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Please rate us five stars because we're powering through various ailments and chopped fingers. Mm-hmm. There's some digit loss. <laughs> But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for researching, Lauren. That was really interesting. You're welcome, Olivia. I hope I will be less Marge Simpson next week. I hope so too. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for researching, Lauren. That was fabulous. Yeah, we look at zip line. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.